to the Yogi Fuel Podcast, the podcast that's all about up-leveling your health, your practice, and your consciousness. We'll be taking the ancient wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science, having conscious conversations with spiritual thought leaders and alternative health professionals, and sometimes just me sharing my own experiences and knowledge to support you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Melissa Singh, and this is the Yogi Fuel Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I have to say I'm feeling pretty proud of myself because here I am filming or recording the second podcast for two weeks in a row. I'm really committed to bringing you guys this every week, and I'm actually doing it with Sats on my lap. She is napping, which is very sweet. She's actually nursing slash napping. She slept for literally 20 minutes, woke up, and I'm like, nope, you are going back to sleep. I am putting this podcast out this week, so if you do hear her at some point, she says hello. Um, Anyways, so this week I really wanted to chat a little bit about the breath and our practice, and I feel like the breath is actually such a really big topic and there's so much I could talk about, but specifically in this episode, I wanted to talk about breath and how it supports us in navigating stress and anxiety and how this can actually be like the missing link to increased energy. Because I think that a lot of times when we think, and you know, in my own journey, when I was first, you know, really struggling with low energy, I struggled with adrenal fatigue for some time. And just a brief background on what adrenal fatigue is. Basically, adrenal fatigue is like, um, from a yogic Ayurvedic perspective, it's a whole bunch of rajas leading to tamas. So when we're go, 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 go all the time, we don't give ourselves a break. We chronically are overstressing our body. Eventually we just burn out. Right. And if you are familiar with Ayurveda and the qualities of Rajas, which is that, you know, forward moving, like going after our goals, go getter kind of mentality, at some point, an excess of Rajas, an excess of anything is going to lead us to Tamas, which is that downward moving sort of energy of, you know, like burnout pretty much. And so that was me just like go, 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 doing all the things, really stressing myself out, burning the candle at both ends. And when I started back on my journey to, you know, really rebuilding my my body, I started with food. And food was for sure an amazing place to start because food can for sure be, you know, supportive for our adrenals, supportive of our physical body, supportive of our energy levels. But at some point, you will sort of plateau. Like I was feeling maybe like 70 to 80% better, but I knew that I could be feeling like so much more. And that's where I feel the breath is super important because our breath is actually associated with our prana, right? Pranayama is the practice of we're working with our breath. We're intentionally controlling our breath, but really what we're doing is we're controlling and we're mastering our prana, right? Our life force. And prana is that energy, that movement that is behind everything else. So we can have the best diet in the world. We can have the most hashtag clean eating diet in the world. But if we're not working with the prana, the energy that's like behind that, we're going to find that we plateau really quickly. And from an Ayurvedic perspective, low energy is actually just low or stagnant prana. So if we want to increase our energy, if we want to cultivate a calm, clear mind, working with our prana, working with our breath and detoxifying that stale energy is perhaps one of the best things that we can do. We can do that using pranayama, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but we can do that in our yoga practice, right? So think about your physical asana practice. How connected are you to your breath during that practice? 
And I'm going to loosely paraphrase, paraphrase, paraphrase <laughs> my teacher, David Robson, when he says that asana without breath is just shitty gymnastics, right? If you're in your practice and you're not connected to your breath in any way, shape or form, I don't want to say like it's not yoga, but you're not reaping the full benefits of this practice. This is a breath body practice. And the juice, like the magic of this practice is in the breath and is connecting to that breath as much as we can. So I want to give you like a little sort of tutorial on prana. Um, There's actually five types of prana, but for the purposes of this podcast, I'm just going to talk about two. Okay. So um, this might be confusing, but one of the types of prana is prana. (laughs) And one of the other types of prana is apana. So prana is our upward moving energy and apana is our downward moving or grounding energy. And when we work with our breath, we're actually working with both of those energies. So think of the inhale as the prana and the exhale as the apana. We want to have a balance between this like upward moving, energizing energy, but also this grounding downward moving energy. So anytime that we're working with our breath, we're actually working to balance those two energies. And we can look at the breath as not only a way to balance those energies, but also from a more Western scientific perspective, we can use the breath to modulate our nervous system response, right? So when we are in a stressful state, our sympathetic or fight or flight nervous system response is activated. Okay. So that's where we're going to feel, you know, like, Oh my God, like if we were approached, if like a bear was coming at us and you're like jacked up and you're ready to fight the bear, that's our sympathetic nervous system response. And we need that response. Or if you're, you know, say going into a deep back bend, going into Kapotasana, maybe, you know, you feel a really intense, um, sensation in a posture, your sympathetic nervous system might get stimulated. And our parasympathetic nervous system is our sort of rest and digest, calm, easeful, you know, nervous system response. And we can use our breath to actually shift and move our nervous system in the direction of a parasympathetic response. So whenever we intentionally deepen our breath, we're moving ourselves more into that parasympathetic state. And so when we're practicing asana, a really important thing to remember when you're feeling uncomfortable, we're actually using, my teacher David always says that we use asana to mine sensation. So we're mining this uncomfortable sensation that might actually push us into some sympathetic nervous system response. You know, like if you're in a shtangi and you do like really deep back bends and you can feel your nervous system feels really stimulated. Well, the purpose of the breath is to, to soften, right? To sort of allow us to lean into the discomfort, to work through discomfort. It's not about pain, right? Though we can use the breath to sort of, okay, pause and navigate. Am I feeling pain or am I just feeling nervous? Am I just feeling anxious? And can I then continue to work with my breath to soften, right? And in the greater context of life, we can use our breath whenever we're in any uncomfortable situation, we're in a situation of high stress, we're in a meeting, our boss is being a jerk to us, we're in traffic and we're like, ah, we can actually use our breath as a way, as a, as a tool to soften and move into that more parasympathetic rest and digest space. 
And this is really important because what we're seeing so much in this modern world is we're living in like, I don't want to say chaos, but we have a lot of stress. We got a lot of stuff going on, right? Like I said, stressful jobs, lots of traffic. We have put so much on our plates. Maybe we're, you know, working crazy long hours or, you know, we're not getting enough sleep because you're a mom and it's hard to get enough sleep when you're a mom. There's a lot of things in our life that can and do cause us stress. And some of those things we can maybe, you know, let go of, we can, you know, do a bit of that inner work and ask ourselves, okay, what's serving me? What's not serving me? But there are some things in our lives that cause us stress that straight up we can't change. You can't change the traffic on the highway when you're coming home from work. You can't necessarily change the fact that you're a mom and your kid might wake up at three in the morning and need you for two hours, you know? certain things we can't change. So when there are things in our lives that we don't have control over, that we cannot change, we can use the breath as a tool to support us in navigating that stress. Because what happens is when we have high levels of stress over a long period of time, we have chronic secretion of the hormone cortisol. And over time, this really wears down our adrenals. And if our adrenals get worn down, we can sort of step into or slip into adrenal fatigue. And this is going to give us a ton of symptoms like, you know, having difficulty falling asleep at night. We're going to find it really hard to wake up in the morning. We're going to have, you know, food cravings for things that are super sweet, super salty, and super fatty. These are natural um, kapha increasing foods, ogis building foods. And that's our body trying to be like, oh my God, we need some love. We need some, you know, like... We need some grounding energy. We might have chronic fatigue. We might have low mood and anxiety, brain fog, lack of energy specifically in the afternoon. We might have, you know, nervousness. We might be really heavily reliant on coffee to get our day started. If that sounds like you raise your hand, like this was the world I was living in. And one of the ways that we can support our adrenals for sure is food. But like I said, at some point, you know, you plateau. And for me, what gave me so much more energy and clarity was pranayama, was working with my breath in a really structured way. And my introduction to pranayama really started with yoga, specifically Ashtanga yoga, where you really match each movement with a breath, right? You're really specific on how you breathe. And then, you know, that gave me this sort of new level of energy, but it wasn't until I started doing pranayama like external to my practice that I really started to feel the effects of more energy, more clarity, because one of the things that happens when we do pranayama, um, like I was saying before, is we actually detoxify the stale or stagnant prana. So think about when you inhale, you're taking in new energy, but when you exhale or you, you know, step into apana vayu, apana is also associated with detoxification, right? Think about it. When we inhale, we inhale oxygen and we exhale carbon dioxide. And on a subtler level, we're inhaling, you know, prana, we're inhaling life force and we're exhaling all of those subtle energetic things that stale prana that's not really serving us anymore. So how do you start working with your breath? I want to give you a couple simple tips to support you in working with your breath. Um, first by talking about what you can do in your practice, in your existing practice. So you don't necessarily have to, you know, go ahead and start a structured pranayama practice outside of your regular yoga practice. You can simply just be more aware of your breath in your existing yoga practice, whether that's an Ashtanga practice, a Moto yoga practice, a Bikram practice, any sort of, you know, vinyasa, hatha, you know, restorative practice, whatever it is, just be more mindful of your breath. 
understand the importance of your breath in the context of yoga and purification, the impact that it has on, you know, your nervous system, on your energetic body, right? There's so many benefits to working with our breath. So, you know, step number one, tip number one is just be more mindful of your breath in your existing practice. Step number two, or tip number two, you can start a regular pranayama practice and it doesn't have to be very long. You could start with two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever, you know, amount of time you actually have on hand and just start, you know, focusing on your breath. Step one is just gently focus on increasing the length of your inhales and increasing the length of your outhales, (laughs) your exhales, right? So maybe start with four seconds, inhale for four, exhale for four. A really great app for this is Eddie Stern has an app called the breathing app and it's really, really simple. It's free. You should go ahead and download it. That's called the breathing app. I'll link to it in the show notes. And it's so simple. You can set a timer to the length of your inhales, the length of your exhales, not outhales. (laughs) Um, And yeah, you can just slowly begin by deepening your breath. That's step one. You don't have to do any fancy, you know, pranayama. You don't have to do nadi shodhana, which is alternate nostril breathing, though you can literally just start with deepening your breath. Um, It's that simple. It's that easy. And then slowly over time, you can play around with holding your breath at the top of an inhale and holding your breath at the bottom of an exhale. And when you're starting this off, you want to do it kind of gently. Like you don't want to be holding your breath until you're going to explode. You really want to work with maybe like one second, two seconds, really gently just, you know, playing with holding the breath. There's a really popular type of breathing called box breathing. So you'd inhale for four seconds, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, hold for four seconds, that's a pretty good place to start. But again, when you're first, first starting pranayama, don't worry about holding or, you know, doing any breath retention, just focus on lengthening the inhales, lengthening the exhales. Sooner or later, I'm going to have like maybe a YouTube video come out just kind of demonstrating some simple pranayama. Um, But that's really a great place to start. And then my last tip and piece of advice for you around working with the breath is, you know, the next time that you're in a stressful situation, the next time that you're feeling anxious, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling, you know, exhausted, tune into your breath, you know, observe your breath, observe, you know, if you're anxious or tired or whatever, is my breath shallow right now? Ask yourself that question. And if it is intentionally lengthen your inhales and lengthen your exhales and do this throughout the day, right? At some point, you know, just really start to tap into the fact that you literally have your breath with you all the time. It's actually with you all the time. It's crazy how much working with the breath can support and increase your energy. Like I said, I've seen huge increases in my energy, huge reductions in my anxiety and perceived levels of stress, stress, (laughs) stress, just by working with my breath and just by noticing and tuning into my breath, by no means am I perfect. Like, you know, I'm sure you're going to be in a stressful situation, maybe, you know, 20 minutes post stressful situation. You're like, ah, damn could have been working with my breath, which is totally cool. But let that be an opportunity to be like, okay, next time I'm in this, you know, stressful situation, work with your breath. You're in a meeting, you're feeling frustrated, just lengthen your breath. It's not even like obvious or embarrassing, you know, you literally just have to sit there and, you know, inhale and exhale. I should also mention that you want to do most of this breath through your nose. 
um, this is going to have a greater impact on the nervous system than breathing through our mouth. There's a few different types of pranayama, like shatali pranayama, um, where you or lion's breath, for example, where you do work with uh, you use your mouth to breathe. But for the most part, pranayama is done through the nose. Little FYI. All right. In summary and in conclusion. Pranayama, working with the breath, can have such a positive impact on your energy, on your stress levels, on your anxiety. It has been a total game changer for me, like I've probably highlighted throughout this episode, in terms of my ability to deal with stress, my ability to have more energy as a mom with a little girl who is so active and energetic herself. It's been a game changer for me in stressful situations. Am I perfect? No, of course not. Do I still let stress and anxiety get the best of me sometimes? Uh, totally. <laughs> but knowing that I have my breath and you know allowing it to be a practice, this is something that I you know say to everybody, let this be a part of your practice. Let this be a tool in your toolbox to help you anytime that you're feeling overwhelmed, that you're feeling overstressed, that you're feeling anxious, whatever it is, let this be a tool for you in your toolbox and also slowly but surely incorporating it into your daily practice, right? The benefits of pranayama are best seen and happen best when we have a consistent, steady practice. But obviously, as with all things, it happens slowly over time. So give yourself, you know, be easeful with yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself that, oh my God, you know, here's this other thing to do. That's the thing with yoga and Ayurveda is that these practices shouldn't be like another thing on your to-do list. They really should just be, you know, tools that you have and different practices that you slowly incorporate into your life so that all of a sudden over time you have this life that fully supports, you know, you have these practices that fully support the life that you want. Because for some people, you know, they love that, you know, like high intensity job or they love to work. They love to, I have a friend who loves working. She loves her job. And, you know, the fact of the matter is no matter if you love your job or not, working for 12 hours can be tiring. So having these practices in your arsenal, if that is what you choose, if that is what you want for your life is so, so, so important. So it's not about, you know, being dogmatic in Ayurveda and like Ayurveda says that you have to quit your job and like live in like the Himalayas and just like meditate and do pranayama every day. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's about knowing that pranayama is here for you as a modern yogi, living your life in whatever way you want as a tool to support you in cultivating more energy, cultivating more of that life force, cultivating more of that prana, being a master of your prana, mastering your energy, and then, you know, making choices in how you want to use that prana and how you want to use that energy. So it's all about context, right? And pranayama on its own, if you're like eating terrible food, you're like not practicing yoga and you're just like, whatever, doing your thing and you're just doing pranayama, it's probably not going to be that effective. It really is a tool that we can use in the greater context of like a yogic life with these other practices like diet, like, you know, asana, it really is a holistic practice. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, I really reconstructed the yogi fuel method to incorporate these practices to teach people how to tap into that you know inner wisdom how to use these practices in the greater context of their practice to support stress and anxiety like for me pranayama was like the cherry on top but it wasn't you know the whole cake <laughs> mm, cake i like to use food as an analogy 
But on a serious note, if you've been feeling overwhelmed, if you've been feeling like the repercussions of chronic stress and anxiety, and you're feeling exhausted and depleted, and you just don't know what to do, and there's so much information out there, like there's all these diets, there's, you know, you're hearing this and you're listening, you know, to me talk about pranayama, but you're not really sure how to incorporate it into your life. And you sort of feel even more stressed and more overwhelmed about all of the information that's out there. And you know, you almost feel like frozen, like you just don't know what to do. You feel like you've tried everything, but like you just, you feel like you're not making any headway. Please send me a message. And I want to, you know, have a conversation with you and see if maybe the Yogi Fuel method is right for you, if it's going to be supportive for you. Um, I think that there's so much information out there, right? There's so much information. We're living in a world like the information age, but what we're lacking is like that wisdom, right? Like the wisdom to tune into what do I need? What is, what is right for me and my body? right? What do I need to sort of make headway in terms of my energy, my anxiety, my stress to really deepen my practice and reap the full benefits of yoga. So if you're looking to tune into that wisdom a little bit more, please, like I said, send me a DM on Instagram. You can reach me at Yogi Fuel. You can send me an email to hello at melissasing.com. I would love to support you in any way I can. I heard this like really beautiful quote the other day and it was, I think by Maya Angelou and it said, when you get, give, and when you learn, teach. And I just thought, oh my God, like I just felt super connected to that quote because I feel like as I, you know, learn more about myself on my journey, as I deepen my own understanding of Ayurveda and take additional courses and just like immerse myself in this, in this ancient wisdom, I want to share it with you guys and I want to help you in the best way I can. And so these podcasts for me are like such a great way of giving you like a high level overview of how you can, you know, incorporate these practices, but the, the real juice and the real magic is understanding how to integrate these practices into your life for you and your unique situation and your body. So uh, that's my spiel. I think that's all I have for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, if you liked it, I would love if you would give it a rating, if you would review it, if you would subscribe to it so that you can get little you know, notifications every time that we have a podcast. And if you wanted to share this with your community, if you wanted to share this and like it on Instagram or Facebook, I would be so appreciative of that. And if you would like to be on the podcast or if you have any suggestions for a podcast, again, just send me a DM on Instagram or to my email. And I would love to hear the suggestions because really I make these episodes for you and I want to know what it is that you want to hear about, what you want to know, what you want to learn about. So I feel like that's all. I think that's actually all I have to say today. Okay. I hope you enjoyed and I will see you guys next week for the next episode. Bye. Bye.